Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. We are Tasha and Jamie, full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas, and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes and try to keep our kids alive. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Realtor Moms podcast. Uh, Tasha and I are going to start doing something just uh, like a little mini sessions inside our podcast sessions. Um, we're going to try some rapid fire style questions. Yay! <laughs> so um, to get you straight to the answers that uh, that maybe you want to hear, we're going to talk about um, being a buyer and how we as agents get you prepared and cross some of those hurdles that buyers often have. And then we're going to do another one just kind of focused on being a seller and some of the some of the questions that you really want to have answered. Ooh, and the end of how to flip a house. We can do one about how to flip a house I want, too. I want to ask you those questions. You're, you know how to flip a house and I, we want to know. <laughs> we can totally do that too. So, um, so this will be our first one in a series of a few um, rapid fire style uh, interview type questions. questions. Yeah. Yes. And put, I, and in Jamie's putting me on the hot I'm seat today. Ask Tasha the question. So, um, so yeah, we, we want you to know that we are your go-tos for, for buying and selling. So be sure to get in touch with us for any of your real estate needs, but, uh, okay, enough of that. <laughs> let's get right to it. So Tasha, let's talk about buying a house. Um, first question I have is how should I search for homes that come on the market? Where should I look? Oh yay! Well, oh, and, and I should mention, I did. Tasha has not seen any of these questions. So I have not. All off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't go stick for your it. foot in your mouth, Tasha. Yeah. Um, well, How should I, I search for homes that come on the market? Well, I, you know, I see clients many times looking on Zillow and yeah. you know Realtor.com. Not that they're a bad site, um, but some of their information can be very outdated mm-hmm. um, and not yeah. up to date. So I I give people the information. Park Company, our brokerage firm, we have an app. Right. Uh, oh, we've got a great We app, have a great app. app. Yes, the HomeSpotter app, mm-hmm. app, which we will make sure to put on. You yes, know, we should link it. We will link it to this to this episode. But we have the, uh, our app, which I find is very intuitive, very helpful. You can zoom in to specific neighborhoods. You right. can filter right. from uh, price point to bedrooms, bathrooms. I find it's just very helpful. And once I share that with my clients, that tends to be the only really area good. they really look. That's their go-to. That's their go-to How once I share. The, the park scan. Yes. What's amazing about that park scan is you can do a scan and you can see all the homes that fit in your criteria in the surrounding neighborhoods. So I've, and it brings up everything for sale. Sure. sure. So I think it's fantastic. I use it or I tell my folks to um, just pull it up and ho- if, if you drive by a house with a sign in the yard and it doesn't have to be a park company sign. No. It can just be any. hold up your phone in the direction of that house and it'll pull up all the house's information. Yes. And it's amazing. Like life changer. I actually <laughs> find that I use the app more I so than I use the our, our MLS system. Really? It, when I'm out and about with clients like in their setting because I find it's more user friendly than the app that it's I have for our MLS yeah. to look it up. Yeah. It's super I love fast. It. You get the very most pertinent information right at your fingertips the second you need it. Yes. Yeah. So that's all on the HomeSpotter Park Company app that we are going to link on this um, podcast. Correct. Uh, so you guys can download it. Great. Cool. All right. My next question, how long does it take to buy a home? <laughs> it can be very different for clients. And I know we've talked mm-hmm. about this before. You know, I've had some clients that they find the one house. That's the house. 
Yeah, I would say maybe 50, three quarters, well, maybe not three quarters, maybe 50% of the time. But I'd say they, they have one, maybe two homes that are the top homes. They go, they look, mm-hmm. maybe even an open house or with me. Mm-hmm. But then I make them go look at more homes or we look at a few more and oh, they sure. come come back to that first house. Right, that one that got them off the couch. That, that got them that off the couch, move. correct. Gotcha. Um, and I wouldn't say that's all the time, but I no. would say a large percentage of the time. I find that to be the case too. Um, then I would say the other percentage of the time, you know, the other 50%, you know, we're looking, you know, we could be looking for months just to find sure. the right home. How about after they find it? After they find it, I would, I would, I tell everyone, plan 30 to 45 days if we're mm-hmm. in a really busy time of the year where, um, say, appraisals can go longer, especially if you have a VA loan, um, I would sure. say maybe plan for closer to 60, depending on the circumstances of what's going on with the market. But I would say a good place to start is somewhere between 30 and 45 days from accepted contract to closing. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, okay. What do interest rates mean to buyers? I know they've taken a little bit of a plummet again, which is wonderful, just in the recent uh, few weeks. So what does a great interest rate mean for a buyer? If there's a great interest rate, you're paying less in your monthly payment. Right. Um, so that's, that interest rate really can affect your monthly payment. So if they start raising, I mean, if they go up a full percentage point, I mean, think about that. That, can, mm-hmm. that could push you into a you know, into a higher monthly payment that you're no longer right. comfortable with. Or a lower lower buyer power. Yeah. If, if they're lower, you can afford more. Right. Right. So. That's pretty simple. Lower the interest rate, the more house you can buy for the same payment. Right? Yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What is an open house and should I attend open houses? I think open houses are fantastic. I mean, each agent's a little different, but I am a firm believer in open houses. It's... You know, sellers are opening their house up so you can come take a look. So if you've been sitting on the couch and not ready to buy and that's the house that gets you up and into that open house, Mm -hmm. that's a really great opportunity for you to see, is this the right place for me without having to fully commit to, yes, I'm buying a house today. Right. You you can just kind of peruse at your own level. Yeah, it's window shopping. It's perfect. Window shopping for residential real estate. I I prefer. I love that. I love it when people (laughs) come through an open house when I'm working, even if they're just getting started because... Yeah, I, frankly, I'd be bored if I was sitting there all oh, by myself. Right, right? <laughs> I want someone to talk to. <laughs> Pretty much all the agents are thinking the same thing. We'd rather have anybody there than nobody. Exactly. So. so it's it's a great time to go out and look, and I would definitely suggest to look. I mean, it's it's there for a reason, and it's to get people excited. And maybe maybe that's the moment that you decide, yep, I think we are ready. Let's look mm-hmm. into getting a lender, and let's let's see what we can afford, and let's put kind of all those pieces into place. Awesome. Uh, Next question, how can you help me if I'm buying or selling in a different area or a different state? Well, one thing that I love, both Jamie and I are on um, what's called our relocation Mm -hmm. team with Park Company. But what I really appreciate is we have access to other agents in other areas. A whole network. A whole network of agents that, one, have the experience, they have the knowledge, and they're full-time agents in other areas. And we can connect you with them and, and get you connected with the right person. And so that way maybe you're not starting off with someone brand new that that's just kind of getting their feet wet. So I, I really, uh, we can help you with that. Right. So if you need a connection, contact us and we can get you that name, number, and person, even maybe even more than one, a couple to even interview to find the right fit for yourself. That's awesome. And that's from Texas to Everywhere. Tennessee to <laughs> Canada. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Nice. 
Okay, uh, last question I have. How much money do I need to have in the bank or to bring to closing in order to buy a house? What will it cost me, like out of pocket? Oh, well, <laughs> okay. This is the tough one. I saved the tough one for you last. You saved the tough one for last. <laughs> but it's such a common question. It is a common question. Um, when you write up a purchase agreement, I'm going to mm-hmm. start right there. The process. The yep. process. You have to put down what's called earnest money, okay. and and that right. those are funds almost like good faith that mm-hmm. you will move forward. You will continue with the purchase of the home and not get cold feet two days before right. closing. And generally, I I recommend you know one percent of the purchase price or one thousand dollars per hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, but it's your way of moving forward. You will. You're putting something on You're the You're putting line. something on the line. You're not going to walk away and get cold feet. Right. Um, you know, there is ways to get your earnest money back. If, let's say, we have a really bad home inspection and mm-hmm. it just, there's many issues you can cancel out of the contract and get your earnest money back at that point if there's sure. a lot of problems. But that... I would definitely say that was that is money you will need, and that money would get applied to your closing costs at the time uh, right. we go to closing. So that is kind of so the it first just step. Disappear. It doesn't it disappear. Goes towards the purchase. It goes towards the purchase, <laughs> and it gets deducted from what your closing costs and down payment will be at the time of closing. So okay. that would be the first step. Okay. Then second, the first it, money. The first Got set of money. money. <laughs> Earnest money. The next money. money. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then from there, it all depends on how much your down payment is. I so mean, how about it, home inspection? Yep. Most people will pay for a home inspection also out of pocket. Yes, yes. You will have to pay for a home inspection out of pocket, you know, depending upon who the home inspector is, plan for somewhere between three and four hundred dollars. You know, also if you want radon, probably another hundred to one hundred and fifty, dependent upon who the home inspector is. Right. Um, And And the size of the house. And and the size of the house. And if they have and if the home inspector has to travel, there could be costs for that. but then from there, you know, when you kind of take a look at your loan products, it all depends on what type of loan product product you have. If you mm-hmm. qualify for first time home buyer assistance, you may not have uh, a down payment. Sure. Um, if you qualify for USDA loans, those are rural right. loans. Um, Some of the Minnesota first time home buyer correct. Then you wouldn't have a down payment. But generally speaking, if if it's FHA, you'd put down three and a half percent. If you're a veteran, you don't have and you have a VA loan that's zero percent down. Right. And then conventional loans are and you know anywhere from five percent on so you could put as little as five percent down so for a down payment so Mm -hmm. it just really depends on what your loan product is and what you qualify for then from there you have your closing costs and that's you know (laughs) we're all hoping you would just stop talking but the money keeps adding up here the the money does (laughs) get to be informed yes it's better to be informed (laughs) you know and and you know one thing too is is buyers i do talk to them about certain homes and what their chances are with each home of potentially Mm -hmm. asking for seller paid closing costs so if we can you know get you some of those funds maybe you wouldn't have to pay as much for closing costs but there there are a few things to think about and really what i do with any potential buyer that wants to sit down with me Mm-hmm. Even even if before they've sat down with their lender, sure. um, I go through information with them on what the process looks like. And then from there, we'll kind of I'll get an idea of what are they wanting to spend for a home, not just in purchase price, but in monthly payment. And right. so I can run That's some... That's so important, too, yes. because monthly payment is the real life part Correct. of owning a home, and, really. And, and maybe your monthly <laughs> payment doesn't really 
equal out to what you want to spend overall. So right. I try to combine the two so you can see both numbers hand in hand. And and then from there, we'll start looking at different properties currently on our system, on our MLS. Mm-hmm. And from there, I can give you some some really just real life examples. And so when you sit yeah. down with your mortgage lender, they can run those payments for you on closing costs and down payment and your monthly payments. And, and their right. numbers are going to be much more exact than mine. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, can I can do is sort of estimate, estimate, you. but theirs will be much more on the pulse. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've run those numbers. And so that way they can really get an idea from the mortgage lender they're planning to use what those numbers will look like. And so that way they're going in, I think, 10 steps ahead of what they could normally would be right so just help them help we help people be prepared correct we don't want to surprise anybody so (laughs) so if and then from there you know if you you look at your lender they can also give you an idea of what those more those closing costs can be as well so awesome well that's that's my list of uh, rapid fire buyer questions so again let us remind you please reach out to us if we can help you with buying or even selling a house And uh, yeah, let us know your feedback on these episodes. We'd love to hear what you think. Thank you for listening. Replay or hear more episodes at RealtorMomsPodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with hashtag RealtorMomsPodcast. This podcast is produced by Jamie R. Swenson and Tasha Barrett of Park Company Realtors, 28 North 10th Street, Fargo, North Dakota, 58102.